Hello and welcome to Glens Falls Today Morning Brief. Our top story today, the goals of the new Moreau United political party. I'm Gary Scott and today is Friday, February 24th, 2023. Other stories in the morning brief today, Washington County's 2023 Winterfest cancelled, events on the schedule for the final weekend of the Lake George Winter Carnival, a profile on Glens Falls DPW Superintendent Tom Girard, and some controversy involving a waste company working with Saratoga Biochar Solutions. But first, before we get into our stories, I want to let you know that if you're looking for a place to advertise your local business, Glens Falls today could be the perfect solution. Our goal is to provide free and convenient access to important local news, but more importantly, we want to support and represent our community, and what better way to do that than by helping to spread the word about the great local businesses in the Greater Glens Falls area. For example, I'd like to say a quick thank you to one of our community partners, 1-800-PAINT-JOB. Professional painters and pressure washers providing high-quality services and close client relationships to bring great ideas to life for over 30 years. And if you own a business in the area as well, you could advertise with us on our website or even right here with me on The Morning Brief. For more information, head over to our website at glensfallstoday.com and thank you for making Glens Falls Today your source for free local news. According to a spokesperson from the Washington County Department of Public Safety, the Washington County 2023 Winterfest has officially been cancelled. According to News 10, the event, held in conjunction with the Washington County Youth Bureau and Public Health Department, was cancelled due to the current weather conditions. The event was originally scheduled for February 4th, but was rescheduled to February 25th due to cold weather. Now, while some local winter events have not been able to continue under the shuffling weather patterns we've experienced this year, one event in particular has managed to find ways to adapt. According to Sun Community News, even with the lack of ice over Lake George, the village's famous winter carnival marches on into its final weekend of the year. While the on-ice motorsports races had to be cancelled outright, organizers worked to redraft the schedules so that the ever-popular festival could continue to provide a wide array of family-friendly events for the season. For example, the encore edition of the carnival's outhouse races has been rescheduled for tomorrow, Saturday, February 25th. Gina Mincer of the Lake George Chamber of Commerce praised the Winter Carnival officials last week for their ability to adapt as the weather fluctuates, saying, quote, They've done such a great job of creatively coming up with so many land-based activities. Carnival official Nancy Nichols deflected credit to the visitors enjoying the ambience of Lake George this last weekend. She said, quote, It's surprising to me how many people are just walking around the village despite some races being cancelled. They're just happy to be out and about enjoying the beauty of Lake George. She added that with the cold weather and snow that set in yesterday, the chances were good that the second set of outhouse races would be held on snow at Battlefield Park, beginning at 1pm tomorrow. But whether the weather cooperates or not, there will still be a wide array of activities occurring at the carnival tomorrow and Sunday, February 26th. Tomorrow, Saturday, featured events also include a chicken wing cook-off with tastings and voting beginning at 12.30pm at Shepherd Park Beach, tie-dyeing t-shirts in the snow from 2-4pm, to 4 PM, complimentary s'mores and socializing around a bonfire at Shepherd Park Beach at 5.30pm, and fireworks over the lake at 7pm. Sunday's activities include a complimentary cupcake building session at 1pm in Shepherd Park, as well as complimentary Sundays and open mic karaoke beginning at noon. 
but the most prominent activity on Sunday may be the skillet throwing and keg toss contests, set for 3.30 and 4pm respectively on Shepherd Park Beach. The Sun reports an event scheduled for both days will be the ever-popular Polar Plunge sessions at 3pm, as well as pony rides from noon to 3, children's arts and crafts sessions and games from noon to 3, both at Shepherd Park and inside the Lake George Courtyard Marriott. Also on both days are the Dogs Got Talent public competitions at 2.30pm, and the horse-drawn carriage and sleigh rides, as well as day-long socializing around a bonfire on Shepherd Park Beach. For details and updates on these activities and more, see the Lake George Winter Carnival Facebook page. The Glens Falls Department of Public Works Office is located at 230 Dix Avenue, and their official hours are Monday through Friday, 8am to 4pm. However, the DPW handles emergency calls 24-7. According to our own Kate Haggerty, the DPW is responsible for all city-owned buildings and grounds, and the maintenance of all city-owned parks, recreation facilities, and green areas within streets. And now Kate tells us a bit about the man responsible for watching over the department. Tom Gerard, an avid Mets fan and DPW superintendent, has worked for the city of Glens Falls for 11 years. He came to work for the city following a 32-year career working for Albany Engineering. However, he was born and raised here in Glens Falls, having built a house in the East End in 1986, where he still resides today. Gerard's position as superintendent evolved over time. After being hired by Mayor Jack Diamond as the field operations manager for water and sewers for the city, a role that he is still responsible for today, he would later take over the superintendent role as well in 2021. The position had opened up due to the departure of long-term superintendent Bob Schiavone. Schiavone had been in and out of the DPW superintendent's seat since 1985. Gerard sees himself continuing in the role as superintendent of the DPW, saying, quote, Most likely I'll work for a few more years, then think about retirement. I can't see myself not working. After retirement, I would probably like to work part-time for a little bit. Gerard does enjoy his work, but admits there are some aspects of the work at the DPW that can be challenging, such as emergency calls when a water main breaks in the middle of the night, in the middle of winter, when it's below zero. He said, quote, I've been really fortunate in the positions that I've had. I have a really great staff, and I know the job is getting done. That makes my job a lot easier. The workers and the supervisors are great. One of the challenges that the DPW faces is the grand patchwork of places that they are responsible for maintaining. Gerard said, quote, There are the playgrounds, the recreation facilities, and the sidewalks all around the city, the parking lots. There are little pieces of land all around the city, and we receive calls regarding the maintenance of them. During the summer, when we're busy, I receive 50 to 60 emails a day. There are also services that the DPW provides to help the community. The DPW provides support to elderly residents, including eight senior citizens' residences, where they shovel the sidewalk. The DPW also takes care of the ghost properties in the city, properties that are in the process of foreclosure. They shovel the snow in the winter and mow the grass in the summer, and will also drain the water in these properties so that the pipes won't freeze. Gerard recalled an incident about five years ago where a pipe had burst in a vacant building, and because no one was aware that it happened, the city lost over a million gallons of water in one day. Gerard also offered advice for people who are considering working for the DPW. There are currently about 30 positions that are filled at the DPW, but they're always looking to hire. He said, quote, If you're looking for a job, do a little research and look at the positions that are available. If you have a CDL license, that's a bonus. If you don't have one, we have grants now that will help pay for training. The grant is up to $3,700. The city pays the initial $1,200 for the first prep and permit step, 
and then $2,500 to the BOCES program for the hands-on training. It's a pretty intense course. We have three employees who have just finished or are in the process of finishing. There are a variety of opportunities at the DPW at the entry level and more advanced levels alike, and there's the shadow benefit of being out in the community as well. Gerard said, quote, The guys here really enjoy getting thank yous from the community. They go out of their way to help. Now, before we get to our top story, I want to remind you again that you could advertise your business with us at glensfallstoday.com or right here on The Morning Brief. As our business continues to grow and develop, we strive to help other local businesses do the same. We want to help you spread the word about the great services that you have to offer our community. For more information, visit our website at glensfallstoday.com. The town of Moreau has gone through a lot over the last year. In one of the biggest ongoing stories in the region, last year a fertilizer plant was announced to be on its way at Moreau's largely vacant industrial park, and the community at large is fully against the decision. According to News 10, after months of back and forth, citizens are now becoming mobile. Last night, a new political party officially launched in the town. The Moreau United Party held its news conference and kickoff rally at 6pm yesterday evening at Humbug's Restaurant located at 569 Gansford Road. Items on the agenda for Moreau United include the future of the proposed biochar plant, the status of a planned extension to the town's sewer district, and the future of a town-wide solar law. In a release earlier this week, incumbent Moreau Town board member John Donahue said that the party's goal is to put the interests of the people before partisan politics. He said, quote, My colleagues are well-respected folks who love this town and have always supported Moreau in the best and worst of times. They are not politicians. They have no personal agendas. I'm ecstatic they've stepped up to get Moreau back to a transparent government, one that all residents, property owners, and taxpayers can approach with their issues and feel they are being heard. Since last year, residents of Moreau, South Glens Falls, and Gansvert have protested Saratoga biochar with signs declaring, Not Moreau. The project was given site approval last August after lengthy back and forth and many rounds of questioning. The facility would convert biosolids from wastewater treatment plants into fertilizer using a process that would release toxins which would be contained and burned on site. Resident concerns have included the safety of the process, as well as the heavy traffic it would bring to the residential roads that lead to the industrial park. Donahue said, quote, We also want to return morale and desire to our workforce, most of whom work, live, and play in Moreau, who step forward in their free time to volunteer their services in so many capacities, such as our first responders and healthcare advocates. We want to give them the respect they deserve. Continuing on that same topic, a waste company working with Saratoga Biochar Solutions, which plans to truck sewage sludge into Moreau to use in their fertilizer product, has been found to have a history of environmental violations from its operations across the northeastern U.S. According to the Postar, within the last decade, Casella Waste Systems and the businesses it owns have accrued at least $7.7 million in regulatory fines and lawsuit settlements from a slew of alleged environmental violations in New York, New Hampshire, Pennsylvania, and Massachusetts, according to an analysis of reports from government watchdog organizations, civil lawsuits, and multiple state agencies. These violations range from air quality issues to water pollution. Casella Organics, a subsidiary of the $1 billion publicly traded Casella Waste Systems, is working with Saratoga Biochar Solutions on the Moreau project and has a 10-year exclusive contract to provide treated human waste for the plant. Saratoga Biochar wants to turn the waste into a new product it's calling Carbon Fertilizer. 
In November, the New York State Department of Environmental Conservation, which is currently reviewing Saratoga Biochar Solutions' application for its proposed facility in Moreau, ordered a subsidiary of Casella to pay a $500,000 civil penalty to address air and water quality and solid waste issues at its landfill in Ontario County in western New York. The state agency said its action against the Casella landfill, quote, holds the parties responsible for years of violations. The agency told the Post-Star that it was, quote, aware of Casella Organics' involvement with this proposed project, specifically supplying biosolids to the facility and marketing the finished biochar product. An agency spokesman reportedly said, quote, DEC subjects all applications for environmental permits to a transparent and rigorous review process, which includes compliance records to protect public health and the environment. The state agency also said Saratoga Biochar's application for the fertilizer plant is incomplete, and that it is waiting on further information from the company in response to public comments received from residents. Ahead of its decision, local residents are urging the DEC to deny the permit. The Post-Star reports Casella and the businesses it owns across the Northeast, which include landfills, composting operations, recycling centers, and more, have racked up numerous environmental violations over the last decade alone. For example, in New Hampshire, the company had to pay a $50,000 settlement last year after a federal Clean Water Act lawsuit over pollution at one of its landfills was resolved. In 2021, regulators said Casella didn't do enough to prevent a spill of leachate, a liquid byproduct from landfills, at the facility after 154,000 gallons overflowed there. In Massachusetts, Casella's Southbridge Recycling and Disposal Park Incorporated was fined hundreds of thousands of dollars by the state between 2014 and 2021 for various violations of solid waste and air pollution rules, including discharging pollutants to waters, maintenance issues, and violating administrative consent orders. Casella's past violations have raised even more concerns for members of the Moreau community, including Mary Clear, a resident who lives near the Moreau Industrial Park where the new facility is proposed. She said she is considered moving away if the Saratoga biochar plant is approved by the state, fearing that odors and harmful air emissions could impact her family. But Raymond AP, CEO of Saratoga Biochar Solutions, said the company is confident in Casella's track record, having fully vetted a number of waste hauling companies before choosing Casella. A spokesperson for Casella said, quote, We stand behind our record. The company operates nearly 150 facilities from landfills to recycling centers across seven northeastern states. And that is all I've got for the morning brief today. Again, I'm Gary Scott for Glens Falls Today, and as always, thank you for listening. Our goal for the morning brief is to provide you with quick and convenient access to the most important news around the greater Glens Falls area, so if you love the show, you can support us by subscribing, leaving a five-star review, and recommending us to a friend. Thanks again for tuning in. I'll be back on Monday with more local news you need to know. I'm Gary Scott, and this is Glens Falls Today Morning Brief.